Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Celebrate Cultivate podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise Seuss, and this is episode 146. Today, I am excited to share all about my experience at a recent live Abraham Hicks workshop here in Austin, Texas. I went a few weeks ago with my friend Jordan, and if you remember my old podcast, That's Pretty Woo, Jordan and I were co-hosts, and it was a really fun experience to go back into something pretty woo with Jordan at the Abraham Hicks workshop. In short, the experience was amazing and I am so excited to talk all about it with you today. I'm going to share what I learned and also some ideas for how you can apply the teachings of Abraham Hicks to your everyday life. So first, let's talk about what Abraham Hicks is and what the law of attraction is. So Abraham is a channeled entity that a woman named Esther Hicks began channeling in the 1980s. So you might have heard of Abraham Hicks before and assumed that it was some man. That's definitely what I thought originally when I heard about Abraham. And actually, Esther Hicks is a woman, and she channels what Abraham describes themselves as is a group of consciousness from the non-physical dimension. They've also said, we are that which you are. You are the leading edge of that which we are. We are that which is at the heart of all religions. That's a quote from the Abraham Hicks website. And if you listen to Esther Hicks channel Abraham Hicks, it is really incredible how universal a lot of their teachings are. Extremely wise, but also very poignant and funny and to the point. And certainly something that I believe has shifted and changed over the decades. So if you go back to the beginning and listen to some of the early teachings of Abraham and the early channeling that Esther did, it sounds really different than what is coming through now. That's something that I found really interesting, like in the live experience was sitting there in the room with Esther Hicks channeling Abraham. It felt so different than just listening to the YouTube videos that is often how I have consumed Abraham in the past. So if you are brand new to Abraham Hicks, I highly recommend getting on Audible and checking out the Law of Attraction 
audio collection. It is 14 and a half hours of audio recordings. It includes two of their Ask and It's Given books, along with the original series of recordings that launched the basic teachings of Abraham, and that's called The Law of Attraction, The Basics of the Teachings of Abraham. So in that recording, you really get an understanding for all of Abraham's teachings from, again, back in the 80s, but it's kind of like the baseline of all of it. And then from there, going and searching on YouTube is a fun way to get a taste for some of Abraham's teachings. It is like a very nice and aligning thing to have Abraham playing in the background when you're getting ready for the day or doing dishes or that sort of thing. So I've really enjoyed just like searching YouTube and letting whatever the algorithm brings me, like I'll just listen to it. But I think for a more kind of comprehensive understanding of the teachings of Abraham, some of those books are a really great place to start. Or you could really just search like Esther Hicks and go with whatever you feel most inspired by. The law of attraction is one of the central teachings of Abraham Hicks. And essentially it is that like attracts like, or that your energy and your thoughts create your reality. And it Listening back to, again, the early teachings of Abraham, it because I just listened to some of it the other day on Audible, it is, I feel like, a little bit more aggressive of a message than what we received in the live workshop just a few weeks ago. So I'm excited to share a little bit of what came through this time in this experience in 2023 because I feel like it is fresh. It's different. It is a lot more reasonable feeling and just made a lot more sense to me than some of the early teachings have. In the law of attraction, the basics of the teachings, that is what I'm listening to right now. There is a whole section about how if you are caught witnessing a street fight, again, this is from the 80s, that you've put that into your vortex and manifested that essentially. And so they do talk head on, Abraham talks head on about how you are attracting even the bad things in your life. Now, they certainly touched on this during the live workshop this year, but it was in a way that really helped me feel more accepting of my current reality and not like I did something wrong to make it happen. So I'm excited to share that with you because I do think it is quite a different perspective that, again, just makes me feel a lot better about the law of attraction. I think one of the things so many people have like major hangups with the law of attraction is, well, yeah, but like, you know, people who have bad things happening in their life, they didn't manifest that. Like they didn't try. They didn't want those things to happen in their life. And I totally can like understand where that objection comes from. And I am not Abraham. <laughs> I'm not Esther Hicks. So I, I honestly don't even want to argue that point because at the end of the day, what really, really matters for any of this that anybody teaches is how you feel about it and how you can embrace it and let it work for you and alongside you and not rail against it unless, you know, if it doesn't work for you, if it doesn't resonate, then just drop it, like leave it. It's totally fine. 
I want to share a little bit about how I came to knowing what Abraham Hicks was and the law of attraction and all of that, because I think it's fun to look back and see how far I've personally come and where this all came from and like where I am today. So in the early 2000s, I learned about the secrets from Oprah and the it was the movie, The Secret, and the book, The Secret, and Rhonda Byrne was the creator of all of that, and and she went on Oprah, and I remember watching it and hearing Oprah talk about it, and I, I do believe that Oprah's kind of known this, uh, the power of gratitude and the, you know, the power of your energy and your alignment and all that. Like, Oprah has absolutely lived in alignment with that her entire life. And again, that's not to say that bad things haven't happened to Oprah or any of that. Like there is contrast in life. That's what Abraham Hicks uses that term contrast. That's how they describe when things that you don't want to happen, the things that you don't like in life, it's it's called contrast. So Anyways, Oprah, you know, she she shared about the secret. I got really excited about it. I had already been making things like vision boards out of like sheer attraction to magazines and creativity. And now I had this whole reason behind it. And I started journaling a lot more with the intention to manifest with my journaling. And I had some very clear success. This wasn't You know, when I had a connection to my intuition the way that I do now, I had a connection, but it wasn't this like big focus of my life the way that it is now. And it really did work. I manifested an apartment in San Francisco in a weekend that was extremely like down to the details, exactly what I asked for. And those kind of things have happened in my life. And it's definitely like the confirmation that I've needed to know that this does work. And this is, this is part of my experience on earth. I believe maybe it's experience of all of us on earth, but I honestly never really feel that comfortable, like saying like, oh, it's going to work for you because you have to experiment and try it and make it your own to see if it will. One of the other things that I have learned from Abraham Hicks even before this live workshop was the concept of pre-paving your manifestations. So this idea of really like it's honestly, it's a lot like visualization. And I started visualizing when I was a child in swimming. I was a competitive swimmer my whole life. I started pretty early on and was really successful. I was ranked in the nation when I was 10 years old. And back then they were really starting to dip their toes in what visualization could do for athletes. And so our coaches would have us lay down. I still can like very clearly remember laying down on the cold deck at the pool and them you know, walking us through our pre-race rituals and then getting excited, stepping up on the blocks. They'd say, ready, set, go. We would imagine doing our races in the amount of time that it would take to do the races. And then, you know, we'd have to like raise our hand when we touched the finish line and the coach would tell us what our time was. And we didn't do anything. We were laying down and visualizing, but it was a really amazing example of how the thoughts that you have and the energy that you have can help you call that experience into your life. And so this concept of pre-paving is very similar and it's Essentially, what you do is at the beginning of the day or before you head into another 
thing. They also refer to it as like segment intending, if you've heard that term. But before you head into the next phase of your day, you set the intention and you you feel into and you visualize or you call into the best and highest experience. So before I sit down to record the podcast, I can just take a minute or even just right now in this second, set the intention and believe and trust and know that whatever I say is going to flow so beautifully and smoothly and it's going to resonate exactly for you in your best and highest, for me and my best and highest. And it's going to be a beautiful, wonderful experience for anybody who hears this. It's going to help them take one thing away that's going to make it easy to implement and change their lives, right? Like that is what prepaving is. That is what segment intending is. And that has been a very powerful practice for me. And if it's new to you, go ahead and try it. But essentially, you know, when you're driving to work, you can set the intention and visualize and believe and and choose to direct your energy towards positive outcomes and experiences throughout your day at work or wherever you're off to for the day. All right, so now let's get into my experience at the Live Abraham Workshop in Austin, Texas, just a few weeks ago. When I got there, I beat, I so I got there before Jordan. And when I got there, it was on the sixth floor of this like big hotel downtown that obviously was hosting a lot of other events. Like it wasn't just for the Abraham Hicks conference workshop thing. So I get up there, I get in the elevator, you have to wait in line. They like, scan your ticket to make sure that you bought your ticket. They give you a wristband and then you go inside and it's just this big open auditorium with seats. It was open seating and lots of people had already been there and put down their little note cards or their pens to like to reserve their seat. So it was a little bit tricky to like find. I was looking to find like two good seats. I wanted to be able to see Esther Hicks because she is in her 70s, I believe. So she's not super old, but she's also not super young. And one of the reasons why I wanted to go to the Abraham Hicks conference is because I wanted to see Esther live in person. Like, of course, you can listen to the recordings, but being in the same room of that energy feels really powerful. So I was super excited and wanted to be like close enough to see her well. So I walked like up and down the aisles and everybody who was there, it definitely had like a very positive, excited energy in the room. People were super friendly and smiling. And eventually I found two seats, like several rows back on the right-hand side. And I sat down and put my purse down on Jordan's seat to save her spot. And then was just like chilling. I was really feeling good about not being on my phone too much. Like, you know, I I just wanted to like be in the energy and experience it. And I was chatting a little bit with the man who was sitting next to me. He was like from a few towns over a I kind of learned that a lot of people had drove in from other cities in Texas to come to Austin to see Abraham speak just based on like the conversations around me. And again, this guy was like really nice. It was his first time being at Abraham too. He had come with a friend and it was, again, it was just like such a lovely, lovely group and, and beautiful energy in the room. Eventually Jordan came and then pretty shortly after everything got started and Esther came out on stage and she was speaking as Esther when she first came out on stage. At the beginning, she just explains a little bit about how the day is going to go. She takes breaks for refreshments every hour. And she said that, you know, she was going to go over to the side, take a few deep breaths, wait for Abraham to come through. 
And then she would come back to the stage and ask for people to raise their hand to come into the hot seat. So the format is that somebody comes up and asks a question and then Abraham speaks to that person, but also to the audience as a whole. And she also said that, you know, not everybody's going to get to come up on stage. It really, I'm not sure, maybe I'm estimating wrong, but it felt like there was like 800 people in the room. So obviously not everybody gets to go up on stage. I did not have a question that I wanted to ask Abraham. I had zero desire to go up on the stage. And I really, again, just wanted to like be in the room, be in the energy and have the experience of, of just being there. So she said that, you know, sometimes people will raise their hand and they'll think that Abraham is pointing at them, but really they're pointing at somebody else near them. And so she said, you know, just be sure that I'm that Abraham's pointing at you and I, I'll make sure that, you know, some sometimes three or four of you will come up on stage, but only one of you is going to get to come to the hot seat. And she made some sort of joke about it. She was really sweet and like had just, again, such nice energy. And then we got started. So she went over, she took a few deep breaths. She came back over. She was speaking as Abraham then and things got started. And overall, you know, the interesting thing was each person who came up and had a question, everybody had different questions. Everybody had different personalities. And some people spent more time in the hot seat than others. It was like young, old, you know, all sorts of different people, backgrounds, personalities. It really did feel like a nice cross section of who was in the room. And funny thing is I had this like tiny notebook that I've never used before that someone gifted to me and it fit perfectly in my purse. And so I jotted down notes throughout the experience and I was really excited to share those notes with you in this episode. And before I sat down to record, I looked everywhere and I cannot find that notebook. But I knew I wanted to sit down and record for you today. So I was like asking my intuition and looking all over. And my inner voice said, you don't need it. (laughs) And I'm like, but where is it? You know, and I so I still don't know. And I just had it like less than a week ago at my desk. And it was with another journal, which I do have at my desk still. So I really don't know where this tiny little notebook went, but I did jot things down. The main takeaways and the reason why I was excited to share this with you, based on the questions that people were asking and based on what Abraham shared, the main thing that they said, which was totally different than anything I believe that I had heard from Abraham before, is that this is what they said. We love you so much, but you're making this way harder than it needs to be. You are trying to be the law of attraction and manage every step of the law of attraction. And they didn't specifically take ownership like, oh, we told you wrong, but it kind of felt like that was the message that was being conveyed, which is like, or you heard us wrong, you know, but it was basically saying that the law of attraction states that like attracts like, right? Like when you believe something or feel something, then you are calling that into existence. And what Abraham was saying is that you don't have to actively manage every step of the law of attraction. And as they were speaking, what came through to me is the concept of gravity. And a lot of people have made the comparison between the law of attraction and the law of gravity in a way to help people understand the law of attraction. I probably have done it myself because it it resonates for me. 
So with gravity, you don't take each step of your day Like you don't sit down and listen to this podcast and think I'm going to hold myself here with the power of gravity. I'm going to take each step and carefully place my foot here because gravity's working. Oh, is gravity working? Like you don't check to make sure gravity is working. You don't check to make sure your foot landed on the ground. And the same thing is true with manifesting and the law of attraction. You, what Abraham was saying is that you don't need to nor should you check each step of your manifestation to see if it's working. (laughs) And I think this is where, you know, the concept of like, oh, you've been blocking your manifestations or all that kind of, I don't believe that you can block your manifestations. I think your manifestations are coming, but I do think that when you are checking, constantly checking to see, oh, it's not manifested yet. Oh, it's not manifested yet. Oh, that's like saying like, oh, my foot's in the air, but it hasn't quite landed and it hasn't landed and it hasn't landed. And it kind of, It doesn't slow down the process so much as it makes the process a lot less enjoyable and it makes it feel a lot longer because you're constantly checking every step of the way. So what they were saying is instead of trying to be the law of attraction to manage your energy and to manage your point of attraction, which is your energy. So to to put that kind of into context, it's like... They were saying like, in a in a work situation, if you are unhappy with your boss, do not try to feel better about work or your boss in that moment of unhappiness about your boss because you aren't happy about your boss. So you're not going to be able to be happy about your boss and trying to make yourself happy about your boss is just going to make you more miserable, which is going to manifest more things in alignment with being miserable, right? So instead, to, to, to change the channel, essentially, instead of trying to even manage your feelings around work to focus your energy and your feelings around a topic that already feels good. And the way that the workshop worked is that Abraham would put somebody in a hot seat and address their question, but then they would sprinkle in stories about Esther and about Esther's days and how Esther's living. And all of that was some of the most interesting pieces for me to listen to. One of the stories was about how something had happened in work that really frustrated Esther that was making her really not happy. And so instead, what she did was go into the garden and focus on her flowers and the bunnies that were coming in and out of her garden and just the beautiful sunlight and the breeze and the energy of feeling good in the garden. It was helping to elevate her point of attraction and her energy and align with her inner being in a way that messing with that work situation never could do. And it made me think just in general about the way that we can practice self-mothering, the way that we can connect with our intuition, and some of these other things that we do under the realm of self-care or soul care really does help elevate and soothe and support our system and our energies so that we can elevate our vibration, so to speak. And it is much less effective to try to improve the areas of your life that you're frustrated at. And it, of course, like there are some times when action is necessary in the areas of your life that you're not happy about. But when it comes to manifesting, 
Like it is so much more efficient, effective, feels good to spend your energy in the areas of your life where things are going well, where you can find magic, where you can find joy, where you're already manifesting. And so that was an interesting kind of shift from do not try to be the law of attraction and instead really tend to your energy. The other thing that they said through their different hot seat conversations was that in that example of a boss who's really frustrating you, that experience is contrast. Like that is an example of contrast. And in life, we experience contrast because we are in this dualistic experience. And that is how we know when things are good or quote unquote, you know, attractive and interesting and positive in our life is because we have the contrast of things that are yucky, negative, don't feel good, all of those undesirable traits, right? That you have to have both to know which is which. Otherwise, how would you ever know where your preferences are? And so they were saying that your inner being, which is always just like a bright, shining light of alignment and goodness and your inner being is that piece of you that illuminates you like that is your inner being is is such a a powerful thing within you and your inner being is dropping things into your vortex to use another Abraham term. And if you're like not initiated in the Abraham words, then your vortex is sort of like the the energy of things that are coming your way. So your vortex is this like spiral energy of all of the things that are headed your way that you're manifesting and your inner being is, is putting things into the vortex based on your life experience. So if you have a boss who are you are not happy with, that you have a bad experience with, your inner being is putting in the vortex somebody who is going to be an even better boss for you down the road. And then the way that you can manifest that is by tending to your attract point of attraction, tending to your energy, so that when the opportunity for that better boss comes through, that you can actually see it and open it, uh, open yourself up to receiving that in your lived experience. If you aren't tending to your energy, if you aren't tending to your point of attraction, that opportunities for that other better boss might come across your your experience, but you won't see it because you'll be focused on how horrible your boss is right now. This all really resonates for me, not because I have a boss and I haven't had a boss for many years, but believe me, when I had a boss, I... I had some really wonderful ones and I had some really terrible ones. And the terrible ones did help me appreciate the wonderful ones even more. And the terrible ones, oh man, you know, it was really hard not to focus on how terrible they were. So this isn't to say that any of this is easy, but it is is a helpful shift in perspective. Some of the things that came through that I'm sharing with you were just like a little different than what I had heard before. I don't really believe I've ever heard, and I haven't listened to that much Abraham, so it could be there, but I hadn't heard that my inner being was like putting stuff into my vortex 
to my own benefit without my conscious awareness of it. Like in my past, I always sort of thought that if I want to manifest something, I have to put in the order to the universe. You know, like I have to say, oh, I want X, Y, and Z for in order for me to manifest it. That in effect is kind of like trying to be the law of attraction. <laughs> so, and and the nice thing about that is that you can like mentally want things for sure. But if more so, if you can trust that your inner being is already putting things that are in like the highest alignment for you into your vortex and all you have to do is tend to your point of attraction and focus on your energy and focus on feeling good, then like a lot of those steps in what you previously may have thought were required for manifesting, they're not needed. And you're still going to be manifesting like the most beautiful, aligning life that you could possibly imagine. Of course, there's going to be contrast, but you're not even going to focus on the contrast nearly as much as you used to, because now you know to focus on your point of attraction and your energy. So after the whole experience of going to the conference, of sitting there and being in the room with Abraham, of seeing Abraham speak to all these different people. You know, there was one woman who came up and she really, really struggled to understand what Abraham was trying to explain to her. It was almost to the point of like, it wasn't that comfortable (laughs) to listen. And I was kind of surprised about that because you could be a skeptic and think like, oh gosh, like everybody who goes up there is going to touch on a different point. Abraham's going to get everything that they want to say. Like, is this even real? You know, and and in fact, this was like a not success story in the moment, but I believe that that conversation could be really helpful to that woman at some point when she's able to kind of connect the dots and really understand what Abraham was saying. There was one young man who came up and was asking about how he can connect with energies of writers like Shakespeare, for example, because I guess in the past, Abraham's talked about how, you know, in all you can tap into all different kinds of energy. And what Abraham was saying is like, yeah, that's great. Like you can totally tap into the past people of this world and, you know, gain access to to folks who have been successful in the past. But that misses the point in a way because your inner being is all that you want to tap into. Your If you align yourself with your inner being, it's going to be the best, the brightest, the smartest, the most you know amazing writer that you can be is by aligning to your inner being, not aligning to Shakespeare. And that was really insightful too, because I think in this day and age, in this space, you hear a lot about that term, Lacey Phillips's term, expanders, and not to call Lacey out, you know, whatever. <laughs> Lacey's fine. She doesn't care what I have to say about her. But, you know, that term, expanders, has kind of taken on a life of its own. You hear it everywhere now. She was definitely the first person I ever heard talk about it. But in general, you know, Oprah's probably even talked about how, like, you need to have mentors and you need to look up to people. I mean, I don't know if she said that, but I'm sure she has doesn't matter. There is this idea in life that we need to look up to somebody in order to get to where we want to go. And what Abraham was saying is you can do that, but really what you want to do is align with your inner being because that is the, again, the best, the brightest, the shiniest star for you is you. And that's just a totally different way to look at it. It feels really, really edgy to me if we all started looking within and saying like, well, I'm going to be the best me, not because of anybody else, but because of that's what I want. 
So it does connect to intuition in that way, I believe. I really think that your intuition and your inner being are intermixed, intertwined, right? Like they're aspects of the same energy. And so... Yeah, I'm just really excited to continue to integrate and apply some of these ideas from the Abraham Hicks workshop into my everyday life. I am really excited to see when that notebook shows back up (laughs) so I can, you know, take my, it was like, I don't know, two pages of notes. It was pretty small um, of a tiny, tiny, tiny notebook. I mean, the notebook fit in the palm of my hand in a very small purse. So I don't know where it is, but we'll see if it ever shows back up. And if you want to bring more Abraham Hicks energy and wisdom into your life, a few things that you can do is listen to their recordings. So go on to Audible or wherever you listen to your audiobooks and search for Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks. You know, go onto YouTube and, and do a search there as well, or go see them live. At, I mean, I was like, not a hundred percent sure I was going to love the experience beforehand, but afterwards I have to say, I would absolutely go back to another Abraham Hicks workshop. Maybe not tomorrow because I still would enjoy having some time to integrate what I learned in the last one. But in a few years from now, if they come back through Austin, I would love to go back. So if you get the chance or the opportunity or if you've ever thought about it, like I would definitely recommend it. But ask your intuition and, and see what your inner voice has to say. Main things would be to tend to your vibration, of course. So really pay attention to the feelings that you're feeling. And if they aren't what you want to be feeling, see what you can do to change the channel, change the subject, change the energy. Don't necessarily try to change yourself in whatever topic it is, but like find a new topic. Maybe if you haven't done that before, that is a really easy way to experiment with this idea release your grip on the law of attraction. If you are trying to manifest, like do it. Don't try to do it in the way that I was describing walking or managing gravity. And if you see that your mind is trying to manage each step of the manifestation process, do something to, again, change your energy, change that that focus away from whatever you're trying to manifest. Like, don't even try to manifest. That's the whole thing. It's like, don't try. Just manage your energy. That was really the, the main takeaway. And then align to your inner being, not any expanders out there that you have your sights set on. You don't, you don't need that. Share it with friends. So as you kind of like explore this, if anything I've shared is interesting to you that you want to experiment, like tell your best friend about it. Share this episode or share something from Abraham with your friend. It definitely becomes much more enjoyable, I think, in community. As soon as I got done, you know, with this, I shared it with my friend, Christy. And of course, Jordan and I went together. So like we are like texting each other every once in a while, like just little notes and pings and like nudges to to stay in this energy and to, to keep playing with it. And then wherever you can, however you can, make it easier for yourself. So again, you don't have to like strive and hustle and grind it out. You can embrace the energy of ease. And anytime you do, that's going to elevate your energy as well. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode has been helpful and interesting in some way. If you've ever wondered what it was like to go to an Abraham Hicks workshop live, hopefully you have some insight uh, into the experience. If you have any questions at all, reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Kayleen Elise. And I would love for you to send me a DM with your own experiences with Abraham Hicks. If you've been to a live workshop or your experiences with the law of attraction and manifesting. I always love those kind of conversations and I would love to hear from you. All right, friend, here is what I want you to know. You are doing so well. You are guided on the path to your desires. So stay curious, watch for magic, keep listening to your intuition, play with trusting the beautiful wisdom you receive. And when you act, let inspiration flow through you, even in the smallest ways. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.